Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, me, riding solo today. Uh, might have Brian a bit later on. Hopefully we have Brian later on, but if not, you're stuck with me, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, and uh, just the roller coaster that is Tottenham. Big win, hot on a high, and then we end up on the low after a bad defeat, and then we get the high again, and then are oh, we going to get the low again with Man United? Uh, yeah, I mean, before before we begin, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, please get your comments in, join the chat, and please hit the like, and please hit the subscribe. 195 subscribers at the moment. Really, really wanting to get to 200. That would be amazing if you can help me do that. Um, but we'll start off. 5-0 uh, Everton result. Uh, were we good or were Everton bad? I mean, the, the the game was quite strange, I thought. In the first 15 minutes, Everton were closing us down. They were howling us. They were pressing us. And, and a lot of our passes were going all over the place. And, you know, if teams press us, we don't necessarily have all the passes there to be able to pass it round them and, and keep the ball and, and build momentum. I thought they stopped us quite well in that respect. They didn't really create anything. They had a couple of maybe half chances or, or quarter chances, possibly not even half chances. But yeah, so it was quite for, for a team who are relegation threatened Everton against a team away from home who are who are fighting for the top four. I'm not sure we'll get that. Still, I, I think we're too inconsistent. But a team fighting for top four, you know, a draw for Everton isn't a bad result. So they'd have been quite happy. I would have thought 15 minutes in, um, yeah, 15 minutes in, and then and you know not really anyone's laid a glove. Which for Everton's uh, perspective, we haven't laid a glove at all. Uh, Mark Cousins in the chat. How you doing, Mark? Uh, Everton were made to look bad. I mean, certainly that second half they looked absolutely dreadful, and and. I think goals change games. I'm not sure the first one did. You know, you can easily go 1-0 down and then it's how about how you react to that. I think the second goal going in a couple of minutes, so it can't have been that many minutes, uh, after the first one. And then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, you're 2-0 down. Very similar to the Ajax semi-final. You know, the first goal that Morva scored wasn't the crucial one. The second one was the crucial one, scoring that about two minutes afterwards. It then becomes a next goal wins game. Whereas if Ajax, are, you know, concede the first goal, keep it tight for 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, momentum kind of stumps out and they can see the game out. And I think Everton conceding that second goal straight after the first it looked to me like their heads are completely dropped, whether that's because of the situation they're in, they don't have any fighters or, or combination of both, or we like sharks smelt the blood and then, and then didn't let them off. Oh, yeah. It was just complete contrast. And then all of a sudden the gap started appearing. And, and uh, I mean, Kane's Kane's first goal, that <laughs> the, the, the gaps that are created there and it was just so so easy i'm terrible at football i pay five pounds each week to play football and i'm terrible and i'd have been able to pass that ball to kane i think uh but we'll talk about doherty later because he's he's not done the basics very well recently and he deserves a lot of credit for this game but we'll talk about him a little bit later but yeah i, I think the second goal going in so quickly after the first i think that's what did everton i think it's completely destroyed their not confidence uh, they haven't obviously haven't got that much confidence anyway losing all these games uh but yeah i think it, it 
not made them drop off, but I think it completely destroyed their confidence in that game. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. I think that's what happened. And then that was game over then. And then it was just a case of how many we wanted. Uh, Calvert-Lewin had a chance, I think, in the second half, which he dragged just wide and Richarlison couldn't grow enough to to, to slide in and, and put it in. I don't think it would have made a difference. I think it would have been exactly the same as the Leeds game, whereas if Leeds had have scored, which they had chances to score, so they played a lot, lot better than Everton did. They were at home, obviously. But if Leeds had have scored, I think we'd have just uh, uh, capitalised on the gaps they were creating and just gone and scored another one uh, and then got our cushion back. I think, yeah... But we've had this before. We had this after the Leeds game where we played really well against a team who left gaps and left things open. Uh, Everton did that. And then, you know, we come against a team who sit back in, in I think, it was, was it Burnley after that game or was it Middlesbrough? I can't remember. No, it was Burnley after Man City, wasn't it? So Man City, similar team who open up, allows us to counter-attack. And then, you know, as soon as we come against a team who don't do that, game over. Well, not game over, but we, we, we can't break them down. And then we end up conceding a silly goal, uh, not looking like we're going to lay a glove on them at all. And then all of a sudden we end up losing the game. And then the, the high that we've been on after beating a top team or or trouncing a team is completely gone. And then we have to go again. Uh, Alan in the chat. How you doing, Alan? And uh, yeah, I, I, I learned my lesson from last time wearing a red T-shirt on a, a Spurs stream. So that won't be happening again. Uh, hopefully Brian will be here at some point. He 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 was quite offended, I think, last time. So hopefully he'll uh, uh, <laughs> forgive me now by wearing a dark blue one. Um, but yeah, so we, we have to c- capitalise on this performance and take that into the Manchester United game. Manchester United, we'll talk about Manchester United a bit later. Obviously, uh, this is a, a review of the Everton game and a preview of the United game. But they should hopefully be kind of not feeling sorry for themselves, which is a double-edged sword because it could go one of the two ways. They're feeling sorry for themselves and they go, right, we'll sort this out or it, it carries on. But yeah, we've got to see this good form and, and certainly with Kane in the goal-scoring form that he is, it look, he's back to looking like if he gets a chance, it's a goal. Um, but yeah, we've got to capitalise on that and get six points out of six. Audio Ard San in the chat. How you doing, buddy? And, uh, yeah, I think with Everton, I mean, this isn't an Everton stream, but I, I, I feel I feel uh, a little bit worried for Everton. If they keep defending like that, they are going down. And it, it, it's going to be amazing to see if that happens. You know, a, a mainstay in the Premier League era. They've had a few narrow escapes here and there before. But if they go down, it'd be unbelievable uh, to see a team of that stature go down. But... West Ham proved when they had the Joe Coles, the Rio Fernandes, the Lampards and uh, uh, the Cavics. You're not good enough to go. You're not too good to go down. If you're not playing very well and you don't get the points on the board, anybody can go down. And um, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I don't understand. Really, uh, you, you, anyone can see what we did against Man City. When Man City attack us, leave gaps, leave the counter attacking opportunities. We've got Kane, we've got Sun, we've got Kulisevsky now. Devastating. Same as same as Leeds. If you leave gaps, we'll exploit that because we've got the players up top to do that, especially if there's not that much passing involved. It's so much space. You can just knock it down the channels and Sun, Kane, or, or, or Kulisevsky will run into it. The other players will join him in the middle, uh, join in the middle to, to create the numbers. 
and yeah, and, and I, I don't understand how managers can can set up like that against us. When when you see what Burnley do, what Middlesbrough do, just sit back. Just you know, <laughs> this isn't a tactical thing. If, if Ralph Fagnick is watching, but I I just don't understand how how teams go toe to toe with us and don't expect us to score goals or create chances. And and it, Everton made it so easy for us. But I, I do think the first 15 minutes, they looked quite good. They looked really up for it. They looked really determined. They were pressing us, closing us down in all areas. Um, and, yeah, that second goal, I think, certainly. I, I don't know the exact timings, but it must have been a couple of minutes minimum, at least two minutes, three minutes after the the... the the first goal, and it was an error by uh, Pickford as well. England's number one, let it go right under him. Um, I think that's absolutely killed them. Uh, and and I guess when you're struggling like that, if you can see goals, you, you get into the mindset of, oh, here we go again. And then you end up, it's not doing anything. But then the issue that I have with them is they stopped fighting. They stopped closing us down. They stopped winning 50-50s. And they looked like they'd given up after, I mean, when did that go? goal go in 26 minutes, something like that. And for them, that is really, really worrying. Um, and talking of relegation, Marcus said, hopefully next year we'll be talking about Chelsea going down. Uh, not sure they'll go down. Uh, I don't, they, well, it's an interesting situation. They obviously can't do anything. They can't buy players, can't sell players. They can't do contract negotiations. And they've got a few players who I think are, are out of contract in the summer. So if this isn't sorted, then they're just going to go for free. And yeah, I, the, the, obviously there was a bid in for Chelsea or, or, or interest in buying Chelsea, but that's been a, a, a pan now as well. So they can't sell the club. Um, so, yeah, really interesting situation there. And, and they could be in a lot of trouble. Um, but you saw what happened when um, Lampard was there and they had that transfer embargo. They got a lot of good players in that youth setup. Uh, so, <laughs> hopeful as it is, and I like your your, your hoping, Mark, but I'm, I'm not sure they'll go down. I think they've probably got quite a good lot of players in that youth setup there uh, that can step in. Uh, but, yeah, very interesting situation. And I think next season... Uh, they won't be winning the league. I don't think they'll be near if this isn't sorted out. Uh, but let's talk about the players in the Everton. We, we can talk about the main man, Kane, in a bit. But uh, I, I want to talk about this guy first, Doherty. He's got two assists. The first one, like I said, very easy. Uh, so much space there. Anyone could have passed that. The second one, absolutely lovely flighted ball. Uh, I mean, I would say there's no pressure on him, no real pressure on Kane. So, again, for, for a Premier League level quality player, which regardless of what you think about Doherty, he is a Premier League level. He proved that with Wolves. Fairly easy again. And and we'll talk about Kane's technique in a bit, but yeah. I, I mean, I said this about Emerson when he had a really good game and I've said this about Doherty when he's had a really good game. So I, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to say it, but I've kind of given you a bit of a, a, a spoiler there and, a, you know, too much there, so I'm going to have to say it. So hopefully, this can be the turning point for Doherty. I mean, it's obviously helped that he's playing against a team where he's allowed to go forward. No one's really making him track back, and no one's tracking him when he comes back. But again, we've seen that before where that's happened, and he's looked completely off confidence. And rather than go forward and put a cross in or put a, 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 a through ball into Kane... He's gone backwards, taking the easy option. We saw that with Howie Winks in the Carabao Cup final where 
he got the ball from Dyer or, or one of the central defenders. I don't think it was Dyer. I don't think he was playing. But one of the central defenders, 10-metre gap in front of him, turns back round, gives it backwards. That's confidence, I think. I don't think that's ability because, you know, we've seen Harry Winks play a 50-yard pass before. So we know he can do it. I think it's confidence. And I think Doherty had the same. Emerson possibly the same as well, but we know from Wolves' days that Doherty can cross the ball, Doherty can assist, and we saw that certainly with that second goal there. So hopefully that's a turning point. Hopefully Manchester United attack us at Old Trafford because then and, and then don't track back because then that allows us to go forward into space. Uh, if they sit back and think, well, we're not going to let Kane, Sun, Kulisewski have, uh, have a sniff here. We're going to sit back and, and really bore the game up. Then he probably won't have that much uh, 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 time to go forward and opportunities to go forward and put the ball in. And there won't be that space to, you know, lift it over to Kane uh, for the volley. But having said that, we've seen him in the past, like I've said, have absolute stinkers. Uh, you know, the, the missed open goal against uh, Middlesbrough. And, and I mean, you can say that's a confidence issue, but he's a, like I've said, he's a Premier League level player. Any player who gets paid to play football can roll the ball into an open net. So that was just absolutely atrocious. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is a turning point. But I've said this with, about him before. I've said it about Romero, uh, not Romero, uh, uh, Emerson before. And it, it, it's kind of come back to bite me. Um but yeah, Mark has also said Doherty looks good when Romero's behind him mopping up. And I think, I don't want to say our saviour is Dyer, but with Dyer playing in the centre, that allows Romero to play on the right side of that central defenders, on, on, on the right side of that central defence, and then allows him to mop up uh, if Doherty loses the ball, gets caught out of position or, or, or whatever. So I, I, I do think having that set, ready-made central defender is crucial in that respect. And that's a good point you made, Mark, there. I didn't really clock that he mops up when uh, Romero, uh, when he's playing behind him. But is, is Dyer good enough to be central defender? Probably not. Probably not. We probably need a better one. But I do like Dyer. His, his attitude, I, I quite like. And, and he shouts a lot, which, you know, I can go on a football pitch and shout. But I do think he is a bit of an organiser there. Certainly better than we've got at the moment. So at this moment in time, I think we need him in there. Going forward, if we have the summer that we hope that we have, I would expect someone else to come in who, who's a better central defender, centre of the central defence uh, there. But yeah, Doherty, I, certainly that second ball, uh, second goal for Kane, absolutely lovely ball. And, and you, you get some crosses that kind of uh, give the striker... 50-50 decision. Do I head it? Do I volley it? Do I chest it? Do I control it? Whatever. And it's of you know, I mean, <laughs> for most strikers that would have been a 50-50. This is Kane here who's banging form again and, and you know, everything he's hitting is turned to goals. But it made his mind up for him. I did it against Leeds. I'll just volley this one as well. Uh, it was absolutely perfect ball for him. And the first goal, even though it was easy, you still have to make the pass and you still have to look up. So there was no thought in his mind. There was no hesitation. It's just bang. And, you know, half a second hesitation, Kane's offside there. Goal doesn't count. And uh, I think if you look, uh, Kulisevsky ran out the way, moved out the way. So I'm not sure if that's Doherty saying, my ball, get out the way or whatever. Or he or Kulisevsky has looked, saw he's running onto it and thought, oh, he's got the better option here. I'll move out of the way. But either way, it, it was a good ball by Doherty, right into Kane's path. And, and then Kane does what, you know, 
fit and, and confident Harry Kane does. And yeah, absolutely superb from Doherty there. He just needs to follow that on now, follow that on. And and over the other side, I thought Sessegnon's best game as well. I know he came off <laughs> and then, you know, he comes off and then within uh, less than a minute, uh, his replacement has scored a goal, which he'd have scored as well if he was in that position. But the assist for the first goal that set the ball running, it, it was, you know, his, his only thought there was to get down to the byline and get the crossing. And whoever's passed it to him, it might have been Davies deserves credit for giving it to him into his path and it, it brilliant cross fizzed in I mean, I mean if, if, if the defender had done his job properly it wouldn't have been a brilliant cross because he cleared it but you know the defenders are, are, are not in the right position and then you know it, it shinned it into the top corner of the net but on another day Kane would have got that touch instead uh, but it was the it was the effort of Sessing on the highlight that I'm going to get that crossing. I'm going to run to the byline. And again, like Doherty, he doesn't get that opportunity against the Burnleys, the Middlesbrough. Although the Middlesbrough in the first half, he had a few moments where better passes would have put him through. And and he did have a cross that went in after putting it through the legs of the defender to get into a crossing or shooting position. So again, he, he needs to step up now, not step up, but carry that on. Uh, whether he's injured or not, I don't know. But we have got good competition there. I mean, you know, wasn't long ago on the right side, oh, Emerson or Doherty, who do you choose? Uh, they're both not very good. Where Sessignon, I've been impressed with, and, and his longest run of games, I think five in a row that he's had for a long, long time. And then Reggion, as we know uh, what he does. So I think we've got good options on that left and a good opportunity now for Conte if they're both fit to say right which one of you want this position it's it's up for grabs which one of you want it and Doherty now has to again say well I'm in the position now this is my position I'm going to play in that position Emerson's going to have to force his way in oh excuse me uh, and, and let's move on to the main man Kane uh, we've mentioned him already back to his best I mean he's got 10 Premier League goals I think uh, looking at Sky Sports on the, the stats, which is the same as K, uh, uh, Sun. And Sun having a bad season as well, which I, I suppose with 10 goals, it's not his best. But yeah, the, the, the finishes, uh, uh, that first goal especially was, was what I say is a sign of a good striker for me. And Van Nistelrooy was perfectly in his category. If he goes one-on-one, -on -one, it's, it's a kickoff because he's going to score. And I mean... <laughs> My, my issue with the goal when I was watching it was, it was he's clearly offside. And, and that's what VAR has done to the game now. You can't celebrate goals because, they well, is it going to be VAR? But it was clearly onside. And ignoring the VAR part, as soon as he went through, unless the whistle went, which it's not supposed to now, you're just supposed to let it ha happen, score the goal, put it wide or whatever. And then VAR looks into it. As soon as he went through, you knew it was going to be a goal. You knew it was going to be a goal. And he's kind of sent Pickford the wrong way and, and made it look very, very easy. The second goal, incredibly difficult technique and, and a really tight angle as well. And he's put it in off the post, very similar to his goal against Leeds. And he's looking absolute banging form again and just hungry. And if you give me a chance, I'll score it. And that's the Harry Kane that we need. If there is any chance of us getting this fourth, we have to have him banging form. And the partnership when, when we've got space that Everton allowed us to have between him, well, we know about Son, and now Kulisevsky, 
We've got a real, real good triple, triple threat up top there. If we can get space. If we don't get space, that's where they've got to kind of work it a bit more and then we struggle with a lack of a creative player. But when there is space, Kane can drop deep. He's got two players there who fill his his void, if you like, and then he's got options to pass it to and then he can join in in the middle. And, yeah, I just hope Man United attack us because then we can exploit that again. Uh, certainly with the pace of Sun up against Maguire, who isn't quick. Uh, I think Kulisevsky, quick feet, not necessarily quick running, but quick feet. I think that caused Man United all sorts of problems. We'll get into that in a bit later as well. Um, but yeah, Kane, yeah, absolutely wonderful finishing. And then they come in deep as well. Uh, I think man of the match again, uh, dictating play, orchestrating play when he's allowed to have space to do that. And then, yeah, I, I think if we could get a playmaker in, a deep line playmaker like uh, Conte had with Brozovic at Inter Milan, I think, I think that could completely transform us a little bit. It would uh, allow Kane to drop deep as well. Uh, like he does, uh, two playmakers there. But if he doesn't, it allows him to stay up top and there's still a playmaker there. And then definitely helps us out against teams who sit back because we've got a playmaker without having to get our striker moving backwards. But that's going to be in the summer, wh 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 whether that happens or not. I mean, that's the uh, the, the golden question, isn't it? Is Daniel Levy going to uh, allow Conte to spend money? That's uh, uh, for, you know, four or five months' time. But at this moment in time, Kane is banging form and, and yeah, Sun scoring as well. Kulisevsky, not not um, today, but has done in the past. So they're all contributing, all assisting. Kulisevsky was at hand for a couple of the goals as well. Um, yeah, all contributing. And, and But I will say Everton made it easy for us in the same way that Leeds did. And, and to an extent, in the same way that Man City did, whereas Burnley, Middlesbrough didn't at all. And that's where we struggle. Uh, Wayne Bonner, how you doing, Wayne? Everything's starting to click at the right time. Just need the consistency and the defence to stand tall and not mess around our, in our own area. This season is ours to throw away. A month ago, after the uh, uh, Leeds game, uh, uh, certainly the City game, I'd agreed with you. I think it's not. I'm not sure it's ours to throw away now. I think it's Arsenal's to throw away. Uh, but you know, Manchester United are still there. So if they can do, you know, get that derby out of their head and get a win on Saturday, then it's potentially back in their hands as well. Um, but I do agree with you that need the consistency in the defence to stand tall. The consistency is a big, big, big issue. If we played teams like Man City, Leeds, Everton every weekend, we'd be right bang up there because these are teams that open up against us. Like I've said a hundred times on here, you need the teams to beat the teams who sit back. You need to grind the results out. And I don't think we have the players in terms of the passing ability to unlock teams like we used to have. Um, but yeah, and the defence, I mean, very difficult to kind of uh, judge them against Everton because they, uh, and Lovis as well, they pretty much had to do nothing in that game. Uh, the first 15 minutes, Everton, and uh, you know, closes down, like I've said, but they, uh, like I said, they didn't really create anything. I can't remember in the entire game, Lovis having to make a save uh, or even be troubled. A few crosses here or there, but you know, you get that in every game. And, and I can't really remember Dyer, Romero, or Davies having to do much other than a few crosses that were headed out and, and you know, stepping forward and part and breaking play up in the middle. So Manchester United will be a big test. Certainly, if Ronaldo plays, he's, he, you know, everyone knows he's a player for the big, big occasion. Uh, 
So if he plays, I wouldn't bet against him scoring against us. Uh, I don't really want to say it, but, you know, it's the way it is. Um, but, yeah, we've got to take that momentum. Like Wayne says, the consistency of that game and, and get that into another one. It doesn't matter how we win, just get a win. Six points out of six is huge. We can't really afford, if we want to get fourth, we can't really afford to only get four points out of those two games. We really need six, certainly against one of our, our rivals for this top four space. Uh, just just a, a moment to talk about Delhi as well and, and Loris. I mean, I, I don't know if people saw, but after the game, obviously shaking hands and everything, uh, Delhi, as we know, came on when it was 4-0, 5-0, something like that. But um, didn't do a huge amount, but, you know, neither did Everton. Uh, but obviously shaking hands and Loris, uh appreciating what Delhi had done. And, and you know, it, it was good to see when he came on Delhi, the fans singing his name as well. Uh, and then, yeah, Lovie's taking him over to the fans to get his kind of goodbye and the fans singing his name again. That that was good to see. And uh, Spurs fans and, and football fans in general get a lot of flat for being arseholes and, and idiots and stuff like this. But it was good to see that. It was good to see that. And I, I've never hated Delhi in the fact that I hate Delhi. It, I, I think like a lot of fans, that the frustration and the anger is we've seen how good you can be. And now look where you are and the levels have completely dropped. And we've seen how good you can be. And, and that's the frustration. But there's no doubt, like, you know, some of the things he did, uh, you know, memories that will be, have been created forever. And let's not forget, it was him who put the ball through for more of his uh, uh, injury time winner in the game behind me there against Ajax. Uh, and then the, the, the Crystal Palace goal, the Real Madrid goal, countless others, countless others. Uh, so I wish him well, Delhi, but... Like I've said before, I think he needs a system to be able to play. And I think he's also, football isn't that important to him now. I think uh, there's more important things in his life and football isn't one of them. So I don't think he's got the, uh, uh, not the attitude, but the desire to just be the best like he possibly did when he was uh, 17, 18, 19. And that's a shame, but it was good to see him get a send off. And, and it was good by Lovis as well to do that for him, appreciating uh, what he did there. And the, the true captain, uh, uh, kind of uh, attitude and behaviour there. So that, that was really good to see. I really like that. Uh, let's go on to United. Let's go on to United. Uh, their derby defeat was a bad one. I didn't see the game, but from all reports and speaking to United fans, uh, that second half, they completely gave up, uh, with the exception, I was told, McTominay and someone else, and I can't remember. Uh, uh, Sancho, Sancho. Sancho and McTominay were the only ones who didn't give up. Everyone else looked like um, they just gave up, apparently. Uh, and I think 89% possession for Manchester City in that second half, which absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. A couple of comments, audio, I was artisan. Uh, regarding Delhi, all-stars burn out eventually, some quicker than others. That is true, but you can see Kane being at the top of his game for the next five years. Uh He's obviously got that incentive if he stays with us to try and beat Shearer's record. I just think Delhi, like a, a, a Pogba, uh, you know, social not social media, but sponsorships and stuff have, have taken over a little bit. And obviously Delhi likes his computer games. Uh, and Jay Ashraf talking about Man United. Do you want Doherty or Emerson in the starting line tomorrow? Doherty for me. Uh, I said a little while ago, uh, before, I think Emerson needs a rest and taken out of the limelight. He's still a young, young kid. New country, 
he's been under a lot of pressure and a lot of flack, I think. Just just leave him out of the firing line for a little bit, maybe a month, maybe a few weeks. Get him to work on stuff in training, certainly his defensive uh, awareness. Although we saw against uh, Man City, when all he has to think about is defending, he was superb in that game. He obviously had a lot of help with Kulisevsky as well, and that's a good partnership there. Uh, and, and Kulisevsky was kind of doing that against Everton as well, certainly in those first 15 minutes. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Doherty, for me, he's had that superb game uh, against Everton. And and on the, on the chance, which I hope that Manchester United attack us, it, it's more suited for him because he can cross the ball. So yeah, uh, uh, for me, Doherty to start in that game. Uh, what do you think, Doherty or Emerson for you? Um, back to United. Uh, yeah, that derby result can 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 have can have two effects, can't it? It can either we've been humiliated by our next door neighbours there, and we've got a big game coming up, so let's not have that again. Let's sort this out. Let's get a win. Let's get back on track. We don't lose two in a row. Certainly not badly. Which is what used to happen with with in their their golden era. I remember there was a story my friend told me with Paul Scholes. I think it was at, uh, Liverpool. They went four 0 down, and Paul Scholes said to the defenders, "We're not conceding another one. The game's lost. We're not conceding another one." I think they lost four one in the end. They they've completely lost that now. They've completely lost that now, and they do look like a team that is just not uni- unified, <laughs> not united. No pun intended. I think a lot of that can come down to the fact that they know the manager's only there until the end of the season. So players on the fringes, players on the fringes, why, why am I going to bother listening to him? He's not going to be there for that much longer than the new manager might uh, fancy me. So I'll take my chances with that. Uh, but this is Manchester United as well. Biggest club in the world. Uh, they'll be in front of their home fans. who won't be tolerating another abject performance like that. Got Ronaldo there as well, who won't be tolerating performances like that. He didn't play against City, injured from what I understand. Uh, Fernandez as well. Uh, let's not forget here, Man City are a far, far better club than us, uh, team than us. I know we beat them, but you know there's reasons for that. But Man City aren't going to gift you that, you know, that many chances in two games straight uh, against us and against them. Certainly in a rival game like that. Uh, and yeah, they'll see us, Manchester United, as an opportunity. You know, we're obviously fighting for that fourth place with them. They'll obviously see that as an opportunity to, to you know, get back on track. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be taking this lightly at all. I know it's Manchester United who had an absolute thumping from Man City, haven't looked that good in recent weeks. Uh, Maguire uh, has looked completely off the boil and not an £80 million player. But as we know, football can change so quickly and yeah to to go there thinking we've won this game because they're terrible and we'll get Kane, Sun, Kulisevsky in the goals very very dangerous thinking and and Ragnik is a tactician and I'm 50-50 on the will they attack us and go gung-ho or will they sit back I'm 50-50 on that I'm really not sure I can see that first half being a, a cure for insomnia I really can. I can see the first half, both teams not wanting to give anything away and literally hardly anything happening, similar to the Middlesbrough game, first half. And then maybe a team, you know, 20 minutes to go, trying to go for it, and then the, the game opens up in the last 20 minutes. But then I can also see a reaction needed after that City game and Manchester United trying to start off like a train. Uh, so it completely depends on 
on which Man United turn up, I think. We'll turn up regardless. And I think it depends on what the other team do. What the other team do that depends on how we turn up. Uh, yeah, if the other team attack us, fine. We, we can exploit that. If the other team sit back, it's going to be a boring game in, 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 in respect of how Tottenham play going forward. Uh, I hope United attack us and go out like a train and we can stand tall our defence like uh, Wayne mentioned. And then we can pick them off on the counter. I think it's two teams, though, who when they score first, they're fine. If they concede first, heads can drop and and, and things go wrong from there. A um, couple of comments from Way, uh, Wayne here. Still see Emerson as a right centre-back. I think he'll do a hell of a job there. Our wing-backs are going to be a big part of our attacks. I need to get them right. So I'd go with Doherty. I think so as well. I'd, I'd definitely keep Emerson out of the limelight for the moment, though. Um, just to, you know, give him a bit of a rest. Uh, let me bring in Brian. How are you doing, Brian? Good morning, people. Or should I say good afternoon, people, to, <laughs> to everyone on the other side of the pond. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Just uh, the roller coaster with Tottenham. Uh, are we about to go on a trough again? Let me get through a few more comments. Uh, Mark yeah. Cousins. Can't see the United fans putting up with their season with their team sitting back. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. They want a reaction. Uh, Alan Harris, ha Alan Harris, in response to Wayne, the way he challenged Che Adams, uh, I'm talking about uh, Emerson, I think, when we play Southampton, I'd not be rushing to have uh, Emerson as a centre back of any kind. And then Wayne, in reply to that, given time and the right coaching, I think he'd be good there, albeit a sub. It's too cautious of defence to be a wing back, and he is 22, so 22 is very, very coachable. If you're 29, you're probably setting your ways a little bit there. You, you, you're in the twilight of your career, maybe five years left. Probably not going to change your ways that 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 much. Whereas 22, you've got a good 10 years yet there. And and Conte has shown Victor Moses, prime example. Players can be coached. Uh, and Allen there, uh, Man United will try and come out of the traps quickly and hope to get an early lead. We need to take advantage of that. I really hope that's what happens because I can see then Kane Kulisevsky, son, really um, uh, well there. And Allen has, uh, in case you haven't noticed, Brian, uh, the red shirt has gone. <laughs> Fantastic! Thank God. <laughs> After last week's uh, um, yeah, debacle, Redgate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Everton game. Uh, we, I've, I've gone through it already. My thoughts and a few people in the comments. Thanks for the comments coming in. Please make sure you hit like and subscribe. But uh, for the Everton game, for your perspective, uh, how did you see that? I saw it very, very well. I saw it very, very well. Um, <laughs> Watched it with Brian Island at the Scotland Yard, the, the world-famous home of Toronto Spurs. Uh, it was great to be back in that pub because I love that pub. It is my favourite pub in the world, period. Not just because it's uh, Toronto Spurs, or it is because it's Toronto Spurs, this pub, but the actual pub itself is phenomenal. And they do a lot of stuff with us. Uh, they open, they, Listen, they open up at six o'clock in the morning for us for, our, for the 7.30 games, um, uh, for the 12 o'clock kickoffs back home. Um, so it's great to be there. It was a, it was just a great performance. Everton are woeful. Everton are woeful, and it, it, it it's upsetting. You know what? To, to see a team of that that I've grown up knowing just to be in this division like us. Yeah. Um, I, I said that and, earlier. It would be absolutely unbelievable if they go down a mainstay of the uh, the, the Premier League era and a, a huge club as well. Yeah, well, I, I really I, if they go down. I don't want them to go down for one reason and one reason only that if they go down. 
we are the only mainstayer that's been there from start to finish that haven't won it. So I'm praying, I'm praying just on that note that Everton don't go down because then that's another thing coming our way. But talking about things being in a terrific, in a terrible state, all I have to do is say, Chelsea get sanctioned everywhere they go. <laughs> Chelsea get sanctioned everywhere yeah. they go. What, what do you think about that? Uh, uh, Wayne Bond has actually asked there any news on Skip morning by afternoon. Chris? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure on Skip, but we'll come to that in a minute. I, I can tell you about Skip right now. I can tell you about oh, Skip okay. right now. So uh, basically, um, first of all, good morning, Mr. Or good afternoon, Mr. 57 Screens. I love Wayne Bonner to pieces. He's a top, top, <laughs> top, top dude. And for no supporter of the very, channel. very big supporter of uh, Oh, he's, he's, he's one of he's one of, if not the biggest, without a shadow of a doubt, he is superb. Um mm. so I was just on We Are Tottenham TV and they did Conte's press conference and he's concerned it's basically a muscular injury. There is no news of it. I mean, I said it a few weeks ago on your show and other shows it and I said from what I've heard, this is a lot worse than people are yeah. being this, this could be, uh, there's no expected date back yet, put it this way, mm. which is concerning, which is concerning because right now that means we just have to wrap Benton Core in Cotton Wall because yeah. we cannot allow a certain player to get on the pitch unless he's playing in like a, a lead where he can have the game where he did. So going, going back to the Everton game though, um, Matt Doherty, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he, he deserves a lot of credit, I think. He, he he's obviously been given a lot of stick, and quite rightly so. Uh, and and I mean, the first the first Kane goal, I could have played that pass, but his only thought was to play that pass. Whereas previously, it's been going back. But the the, the pass for the second goal, and you can uh, argue about the lack of a, a press or, or anywhere near him. It made Kane's mind up for him. Obviously, it's Kane, so it doesn't yep. need to be that that precise for Kane to be able to know what he's going to do. But yeah, absolutely superb from him there. And uh, I've said I said it before, and I've said it before. I hope this is a turning point for Doherty, and I've said it before, and then it ended up not being, and he had an absolute stinker. But um, yeah, well, huge well, credit have, for him there. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to remember. Obviously, when we signed Sissoko, it took him a couple of seasons, and then he had that great season not saying that that's going to be the same but like i've said these players are on such a high wage and have the the dream job that we'd all wish we'd have that when they play bad they're they're going to come into criticism and when they play good even if it's a player that we've been slating or or is a scapegoat you have to stand up and say do you know what he's took the criticism now he deserves applauds which he most certainly does um you got to remember as well, he was flying at Wolves. Flying. Yeah. So it wasn't that he, he didn't have it, but it seems, uh, I think, Kulisevsky being there has helped him as well. Yeah. Like he had, a, he played his best football last season. All right, his best wasn't very good last season, but his best football was when he had Gareth Bale. Hmm. There's some players that work better uh, as combinations, as we know, with Kane and Son, yada, yada, yada. Um, the, 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 these things sometimes need a player that can support them and the introduction of Kulisevsky has certainly helped and that's the player, I mean Benton Core, we saw immediately how vital he is, but Kulisevsky against Everton was absolutely extraordinary Yeah, I, I think he was he was superb for Emerson as well at uh, uh, City, I think I think part of Doherty and Emerson's problem is if I go forward I've got no one there and my defence I'm going to get caught and then concede a goal where's Kulisevsky, 
much better than Mora, even though I love Mora, at, at tracking back and helping out the, yep. the, the wing back, full back, whatever you want to call it. I think it then gives them a bit more confidence. I can go forward because if I get caught, my buddy's here behind me and then yep. he's going to hold him up. I can get back in position. I think we saw that against City. Oh, Brian's gone. Okay, we're yeah. back. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't put a red shirt on. I didn't upset you. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I think that gives them the confidence that I can go forward because my buddy's there going to hold it up and then I can get back into position. And I think that's crucial. I think that's absolutely crucial. And and against City, Kulisevsky wasn't doing it after we scored the first goal and then uh, 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 Cancelo, I think it was, was getting at Emerson quite a bit. And then you can see him visibly change, whether he was told to do that or whether yep. he decided to do that. And then he supported Emerson and kind of snuffed that out for a little bit and kind of stemmed the tide. I think that's superb. And I've been really impressed with Kudasevsky with that as, as well as all of his exploits going forward. So, so with Kudasevsky, also you've got to remember there were talks of him maybe being potentially a right wing back. So it's like he understands yeah, that yeah. position as well. So he may not play there, but he understands that position. But yeah. also I was at the City game with Ben and Simeon and what actually helped Emerson as well is Romero. Because he comes over straight away to mop up. Yeah. But the Kulisevsky effect certainly, as you've just mentioned, certainly is paying dividends. Yeah, you mentioned that with Emerson and Mark Cousins mentioned that earlier. Doherty looks good when Romero is behind him mopping up. Exactly the same thing there. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Chelsea. Uh, Mark Cousins has asked, uh, morning, Mr. Dagle, can we have a moment's silence as Chelsea RIP? Uh, what I would say about that, and this will be controversial on a Spurs stream, but hear me out, is a I, I I would hope, uh, my hope is that nothing had happened and Abramovich uh, is still uh, owning Chelsea because that would mean that Russia aren't in Ukraine, everyone in Ukraine is safe and potentially the world as well. But this is a situation and this is a very interesting situation for Chelsea because they can't sell anyone, they can't buy anyone, they can't extend contracts or anything. They, he can't then sell Chelsea. Uh, he can't sell anything that, in the club shop. Yeah, and... Uh, um, I mean, they won't go down or whatever like that, which someone said on the comments. Because uh, we saw what happened when they had that transfer embargo. They've got a good youth set up there, so they'll end up having to bring youth through if players move out. But they certainly won't be winning the league. But, I, I mean, what do you make of it all? Obviously, as a Spurs fan, you're delighted about it. But in terms of actual football and, and uh, taking the Spurs hat off for a moment as well, what, what do you make of it all? Well, first of all, Stanford Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Stanford Bridge is falling down. Bye bye, Roman. Um, listen, um, this is see. This is the thing. When when you start talking this, you're talking football and politics. And um, there's one topic I never, ever, 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 ever talk about, either on stream or off stream, is politics. It's just the biggest, biggest argument waiting to happen. Um, but I just don't bother. I I, I just I, I don't bother. Um, listen, we knew this was coming. Um, it, it was all going to start from when when Roman passed it over to the char the charities and the trustees. Mm -hmm. This was waiting to happen. Um, they had time to try and get a deal done. I know it's not as easy as like buying something from a shop. It's a big big deal, mm -hmm. but it's happened. Um, could have happened to a nicer club. In all honesty, uh, with my Spurs hat on or without my Spurs hat on, because Chelsea fans are just vile. I mean, when they were when everyone was doing the clap for Ukraine last week, and they're singing Roman Abramovich's and they're singing Roman Abramovich's name, that just kind of shows the class 
Yeah, um, we we do have to say for any Chelsea fans watching, it, it's not all Chelsea fans. Like everything that spoils everything, it's a minority. Um, I know Chelsea. Some Chelsea fans are really nice people, so it's not all Chelsea. Fans, oh no, I'm but, talking as a collective, yeah. not as a yeah, yeah not yeah, as yeah, a. Yeah. Listen, look what they did with kicking the fan off the train. Look at the stuff they sing to us. I know that's not all Spurs uh, Chelsea fans, but Chelsea have the reputation of their fans being like this. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, everyone gets labelled with the same brush. I know that they're not all the same, mm. but unfortunately, that's what a lot of their support have brought on themselves. Um, listen, the, the people I feel sorry for are the people that work for the club within the ticketing office, that work at the training ground. And I don't mean within the physios. I mean the the, the receptionists, the, the the people that work in the cafeteria. The, the, exactly. Um the people that work in the ticket office, the people that work in the club shop, the ball boys, the stewards. Mm. That's the people I feel sorry for because they don't, they're, they're, they're not getting the money, obviously, of the, of the big, big hitters. So it, it's very hard to, uh, to do, to, to do this. Um, so you're, um, you're, you're grinning there. I can see. Yeah, no, sorry, I've got, <laughs> we are, I've got, we are Tottenham team. So oh, right. I see. No, because I've got it on there. And you've met Nick, Barry, Sean, Phil, Grant, haven't you? I think so, yeah. So, when we had my leaving drinks last week, me and Simeon, Simeon found um, Barry from EastEnders singing, we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) And he's just just about to come on. And Simeon has played that song for him. And I was like, wait, what the hell is going on? Then I realised. So I'm going to put my phone away. So I paused it. I paused it. Um. Yeah, so I thought you were smirking about Chelsea's situation. Uh, you know. No, listen, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Listen, I'm, I, I, I can't take my Spurs hat off with this. And they bought everything. And do you know what? Simon Jordan did a wonderful... I love Simon Jordan on TalkSport. Yeah, love yeah, him. Yeah. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He may be outspoken. Sometimes I think he may be wrong. But the way he talks and the way he talked about when he said good riddance, he goes, if you look at it, look at the foot, the football league below. Where, where teams like Derby and everything are struggling, it's because people like him, and he was the first one in this country, came in and did it and had to have the best of everything and, and, and make these transfer fees ridiculous. When you look at someone back in the day like Jack Walker for Blackburn, mm. yes, he did buy in the title. There's no doubt about it. But this mm. guy was an old man that loved Blackburn, lived in Blackburn, supported Blackburn all his life, and was like, I want to see my team as champions. And put all that money in out of pure love. Hmm. Not for sports washing, not for... Uh, and as he said, it's like a life insurance policy. Get your money into a football club, yada, yada, yada. And that's what it's become. Teams are in so much financial turmoil now because hmm. these big, big, big guys have come. Now, don't get me wrong, I'd love to have one of these big, big, big guys. <laughs> but I don't mean like a, a someone that's linked to someone or, hmm. or, or, or like that. So this was coming. The bubble was burst. Listen, the Chelsea fans are going mad, but they know if it was Man City that were having this done against them, oh, Chelsea yeah. would be laughing it up. Well, it's the same with everything, isn't it? Like football fans are so fickle, and you know you have a moan about this because it's happening to your team. But if it was happening to someone else, you, you wouldn't care less, and you'd be saying we're absolutely justified and blah blah blah. Uh, exactly. Alan yeah, has said uh, they uh, Chelsea they loan a lot of players out every year. If this is in place during the summer, they will have a well overloaded squad and wage bill. Um, in terms of purely football standpoint, if this 
could carry on for a long, long, long time. So they're in this situation for a long time. I don't think it will affect this season too much because obviously the season is underway. But certainly next season, when you're planning for next season, players going out on loan, which I, I'm assuming they're not allowed the players out on loan because that's essentially kind of a transfer and a lot of uh, loans now. They can't do anything, Chris. They yeah. can't do anything. And they're, they're talking even... I saw a thing. They could be bankrupt in 81 days. Oh, really? Yeah. And so uh, do you see them being bankrupt? Do you see them... No. No, of, I just uh, 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 do you see them winning the league? Do you see them getting relegated? I can't see that. Um, uh, how, how, what do you think will happen to them? Obviously, it, it, it all depends on how long it goes on for. Yeah. Uh, but but what, what do you see happening the to Chelsea? All the Spurs fans are going RIP Chelsea. Obviously, we're a Spurs stream here mm. and, and Spurs fans and, and they're a big rival. Um, but yeah, what, what do you see happening to them? They're, 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 they're not going to put it this way. They can't win the league this year. They're so far behind Man City and Liverpool. And that's when they could sign players. <laughs> so unless everyone goes, do you know what, Chelsea, we're going to make this easy and you're in, none of us will sign players, which ain't going to happen, obviously. Um, they ain't going to do it. Hmm. They ain't going to do it. I mean, they, if Thomas Tuchel walks, they can't even sign a manager. Yeah, and they got Rudiger, who's... who's... Uh, regardless of what we think about Rudiger, he's in their starting lineup every game, so he's a, a key yep. player for them. I think his contract runs out in the summer or, or yep. some point before next season. And with this in place, they're not allowed to offer him a new contract. And then nope. unless they've got someone ready-made in the youth setup, they're not allowed to get a ready-made replacement either. And I yep. think they've got a couple of other players whose contracts are running out. Yep. I don't know your fan. Um, well, one of them is Aston Lequeta. So he's been there for years and years and years. But... And is a big part of that team. Yeah, he's getting it's old. It's a huge but... problem for them. And yeah, like like you said, which I didn't think of, if Tuchel walks, uh, <laughs> they can't go and buy him. You don't buy a manager, but get a manager in because that yep. obviously involves a fee as well. Uh, so then you're presumably left with whoever the, the assistant is or the youth's uh, manager or, or whatever. Uh, I mean, we do know that money makes the world go round, so it would not surprise me if they somehow wiggled out of it and got away with it. But I think with this kind of situation, it sends an awful message if if they get away with it. So they can't. I mean, let's face it. What, what if we go back a couple of years ago with Lampard? They couldn't sign anyone. Then all of a sudden they could sign people. That isn't this. This isn't people or UEFA and corruption and whatever. Hmm. This is the UK government and world governments uh, making a stance against a, a war that shouldn't be happening. And there is no getting out of that. There is no getting out of it. FIFA and UEFA can say whatever they want. It's down to the British government, and I hope the British government, on a, on a, on a, the only political thing I will say, hope this sanction stays for as long hmm. as this horrible uh, thing that's going on in the world right now continues. There is absolutely, yeah. and everything that's coming. I mean, you've got to think about it as well, right? I mean. I don't want to turn point, but Russia have got to be looking at, at the moment. There is they're being cut off from the world, hmm. cut off from the world, like disowned and whatever. And it's soon going to hit their economy. I know it's all fucking ridiculous money and an illegal whatever, but but it's do you know what? As long as it continues, this this will stay in place. Yeah, it'll be very interesting what happens to Chelsea with it. Obviously, it means that no one can buy their top top players if they want out. Uh, because they can't sell anyone. Uh, so that obviously works in their benefit as well, yep. in, in a way. But yeah, in terms of building a new team and replacing those players that are, are free, 
they can't do that in terms of uh, the next generation getting experience, uh, which their model is. You get youth players in, which you obviously don't pay for. You loan them out, get them some exposure. They obviously become top players and then you sell them for massive profit. Yeah. That's completely gone as well. So, yeah, very interesting what happens to them. Very interesting what happens to them next season. But like we said, it, it all depends on how long this stuff goes on for. And hopefully, I mean, you don't want Chelsea to get better or get any advantage, but hopefully it's back to normal very quickly because then that means this whole situation is over and done with. Well, that, um, that, that's, the, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, obviously we'd rather this not be happening because of the war going on, but but let's face it, there it's happened. There's no getting away for it. Um, um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's a sad time in the world, but whilst this happens, Chelsea can rock for all I care. <laughs> yeah. and, and from from one team who potentially are going to be slipping from the top to a team that have slipped from the top, Man United on Saturday tomorrow. Um, what do you make what of that? Great game? Yeah, thank you. Uh, they're obviously a wounded animal. That Derby defeat was absolutely yeah. terrible for them, but it can go one or two ways, can't it? It can either be, well, we're not having that again. We're going to step up in this one, or it carries on and we score the first goal and then all of a sudden it's 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 the same again and uh, i think this is two teams here that when they score first they're all right if they concede first heads drop uh, how do you see this game going do you think it'll be like i think it could be the cure for insomnia or do you think it will be a, a all guns blazing kind of game so do you know what i've been saying this i don't think it's got a damn thing to do with how man you come out or it does in a way but i think the biggest thing in this game is the Old Trafford crowd because they're coming back off of a humiliating let's face it, it was a humiliating performance against Manchester City um, the fans will also have that 6-1 from last season fresh in their memories and that, that ground and the atmosphere is not going to be a good one yeah. and if they don't get off to the start that they need, there's going to be problems, there's going to be big problems and then you start looking at it from that way, and I think that will help us because if they get off to a bad start or we can uh, we we score first, then this old Trafford crowd is going to have a huge impact on this game, and I think that's yeah. the biggest factor. Yeah, it's completely different to under Ferguson years when Ferguson he 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 had a couple of absolute pummelings from teams as well. Yeah, uh, but when that happened, you never wanted to be the next team Man United play because they always got a reaction. I remember they they beat. Nottingham Forest eight one away after a, a bad loss, and, and you never wanted to be that 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 team because top top teams do not lose two in a row. They do not lose two in a row. They lose a game and then they get a reaction, so it's quickly forgotten. Whereas now, uh, it's just not happened. And uh, I, I I do think there's an issue with Ralph Ragnick, not 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 in his abilities or anything like that, but I think when you hire a manager who it's well known and Ferguson has said that his biggest, one of his biggest errors was saying before the season ended, he was going to retire. And when you hire a manager and it's well known that we've hired this manager, he's only here for six months, whatever it was. And then he's yep. off. If you're on the fringes that pla of, of, of that team, or he doesn't like you, or he said he wants to sell you or whatever. And then he says, I need you to in this team. There's, possibly always going to be a part of you, but even slightly small, even slightly small, that says, well, what do I care? He's gone in four months, a new manager will be in. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that that short term 
is that beneficial? And Ferguson said it was a big error of his saying he was going to retire at halftime because players invested on their laurels there. So do you think that's an issue? And then, and then obviously you've got the Ronaldo who, you know, <laughs> gets in a sulk if he's taken off. He's scoring 40 goals, winning you the league. You can get away with that and you can, uh, you know, uh, I'll accept that, but he's not. And, and yeah, I... I mean, it's a bit of a mess, man, you know, but I, I, I'm a bit hesitant to say too much because we're obviously playing next. So I don't want to yeah. attempt too much play. So, but... so, first of all, if under Alex Ferguson's Manchester United, it didn't matter what result they had, you never wanted to be playing Manchester United. You never, ever wanted to play Manchester United. Like, oh, OK, let's just get this one done. The problem with Ralph Ragnick is, first of all, his main skills now as a director of football. So you now got like a potential guy whose assets are now better known as being a director of football. And and as we've known, and as we've seen since Poch, the players, if they don't like the manager, can just say, Do you know what, let's just down tools or, or whatever. Um, but when you get a manager in for six months, it's like, well, if I'm not in his team or whatever, don't really matter because he ain't going to be here. Um, exactly, yeah. I, I, I but, think that's a... Bit of a mistake from them doing that. They are a mess. When it comes to Ronaldo, listen, Ronaldo, in my opinion, has every right to sulk because he came to United and everyone bigged it up and everyone thought, okay, this is it. United are going to be. And they don't seem to be playing to his strengths. Hmm. And if you sign Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo, you play to his strengths. You've got arguably the greatest player that's ever played the game. Or at least one of them that are definitely in that hmm. discussion without a shadow of a doubt. Like, if you say the three best players to ever play in the world, you're probably talking, all right, four. Pele, Maradona, and these two. And some people will add George Best to that. That would probably be, if you were to ask 100,000 people for their top three, I guarantee those five would come in the, the top five. Um, so you play to his strengths. And yes, he's not the, the Ronaldo of United. Yes, he's not the Ronaldo of Real Madrid. But he is still Ronaldo. He is still incredible. Um, and he is a born Like you said, with Ferguson, he is a born winner. Like we see with Conte when he's been throwing his toys out the pram and we've been saying, yeah, it's fine, he's calling out Levy. Ronaldo, that's because he's just a born winner. And it's like, right, this ain't right. So I can see why he does it. I can see why he does it. I understand why he does it. Um... Because it's, that not is the but it's not helpful to the team, though, is it? Certainly when they're struggling. It's not helpful to the team. You need everyone pulling in the right direction. Well, what you said, whether he's justified in doing stick. it or not. but It's the carrot and the stick, like Conte said. You you can either have players that can say, that embrace what he's doing and say, Jesus Christ, that's Cristiano Ronaldo. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's bitching. I best up my goddamn game. Hmm. You can't really turn around and say to, to Cristiano Ronaldo, who the hell are you? Why are you acting like this? You're a spoke. You can't. Anyone that says that to Ronaldo is an idiot. This kind of thing should be. Wait a minute. We got this guy here. If he's bitching him, I need to up my game. They may not be able. They, well, they can't up his get their game to his level. But as a team, they should be able to come together and do something. And it's just a bit. Look at Rashford. Rashford's can't even get the team right now. No. Um. They are. They are a huge mess. And you know what? It, 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 it's the, filling Alex Ferguson's shoes hmm. is a oh, huge, huge void. It? It, it is. And then you could say the same for Arsene Wenger. Hmm. The first 10 years of Wenger, whoever, whoever was coming in after him, 
had huge listen when a manager's been there for 20 plus years it doesn't matter what you've done they are huge mm. huge huge to fill um so man united have brought this on themselves yeah, I mean, what I would say about the uh, strop, strop and everything is uh, Mane threw a strop when he came off, uh, I can't remember who, uh, and Klopp kind of uh, sorted it out quickly and then it was all forgotten about. Whereas, with all due respect to Mane, if you're printing a story between, uh, uh, you've got a choice between printing a story about Mane or Ronaldo getting in the mood, you're going to sell more papers by yeah. doing it about Ronaldo. So, of course you are. Whether, whether, it's an actual story or whether it's he's thrown a strop, let's create a story. I'm not sure, but th there were definitely problems at Man United. And certainly I, I didn't watch the City game, but I got told by a friend other than um, McTominay and Sancho, the rest of them gave up in that second half. And I think, yeah, <laughs> I think they had 11% possession in the entire second half Man United, which is unbelievable. And, and, I didn't see the game of Man City are brilliant with the ball, but it suggests to me that they weren't closing them down and putting pressure on them uh, that much. Listen, eleven percent, eleven percent, Chris. Sorry, possession in second half football. It doesn't matter what team you are, that's unacceptable. Doesn't yeah. matter who you're playing against, it's unacceptable. It clearly shows that the players weren't like when we had games where under Nuno, where we didn't have a shot on target or a shot. Mm. That's unacceptable. For the fans, it's unacceptable 11% possession. And I didn't get to watch it live because I was flying uh, back here when it was going on. But I watched Match of the Day when I got home. And it was horrific. Horrific. Yeah. yeah. And like like you say with the away fans, not the away fans, the, the home fans at Old Trafford, they're not going to tolerate that. Certainly from what they've experienced in the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years or whatever, they expect a lot better than that. And I would have thought they expect a reaction. So if we can catch them out a little bit, go into them hard, show them they're in for a right old game from the start, I think that will benefit us a lot. And then hopefully, like you say, the fans will turn a little bit. And 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 if 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 we let them on to us and let them have a couple of shots in the first five minutes, it's going to buoy the crowd up even more. And they'll be loud yep. as it is. When you're the away team, your first job, well, one of your first jobs is to shut that crowd up. And you do that by getting into them, showing them they're in for a game and having a few chances yourselves or, 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 or showing them your dangerous early doors and stopping them have chances. So I say it every bloody time on here, every bloody preview I do, every preview I'm on other channels, the first 50-50, go in hard, knock someone up in the air, show them they're in for a game. I haven't seen it so far. Because um, even Everton, I thought the first 50 minutes, they were the ones getting into us. It wasn't yep. really the other way round. And I think the second goal has absolutely killed them happening two minutes after the, the first yep. goal. And it's completely knocked the stuff in and the confidence out of them and the game completely changed. So we, we need to get into Man United early doors, show them they're in for a game and, and that way. But uh, what are your predictions for the game? We'll, we'll uh, cover that off before we move on to the last point. 3-1 Tottenham is yeah. what I'm going for. I'm going bold. I just think with the week off, if, if you look at the stats, yeah, when yeah, Conte has had, when Conte has had five days to, mm. to, to get the players ready, we, we've played eight, eight times. We've won seven and drawn one. Yeah. So those stats don't lie. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. K saying four, one Spurs. 
Uh, with, with those stats, do you, what do you think that simulated? He, he's had more time on the training pitch or his training is, is too intense so players, sounds ridiculous, can't cope with two games in, in three days or whatever? Well, you know what? You look at it and he doesn't have a very good European record because the games are coming thick and fast. Um, it clearly shows that he's having more time, especially you've got to think it's more time with the players because he's only came halfway through the season. Um, I reckon pre-season, this two games a week thing is a thing of the past. And Nick, I, I know you've WhatsApped Nicholas me, mate. Collison, I was just six saying, one spares again. I, I, I was just saying Nick Barry, Sean, Phil Grant. I was just saying, literally, I started laughing. I paused it when you came on. So I have seen the, I haven't heard it, but I'm going to watch it as soon as this finishes. Uh, I, I, I'd love a 6-1 Spurs, but I think twice in two seasons at Old Trafford. I've, yeah, I'll take a 1-0 Spurs. I'll take a 1-0. Uh, yeah, sorry, Brian. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say, yeah, like I said, I, I, it, it, it's clearly down to him having more time with these players. Mm. Um, and I think, like I said, come pre-season when he's had the six weeks or whatever it may be, we're going to be firing on all cylinders. If he's still yeah. there. Mm. A, a good point here from Nick Collison as well. We scored three against City, four against Leeds, five against Everson, six against United. Why not? Uh, that that would be amazing. And then uh, by the time we play them, eight against West Ham or something like that. Like that. Well, we got six against them last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I, in your point there with the Conte, the, the gaps between games, we we have pretty much got a game a week now. There'll obviously be the odd time here or there because we yep. have games to uh, catch up. Uh, so there'll be the odd uh, midweek one here or there. But for the main, for the rest of the season, it's once a week. Uh, yep. Which those stats are obviously very in of. Uh, and Alan Harris, so, so am I, Brian. He's meant to be sleeping and getting better. Uh, but yeah, in, in terms of top four, uh, this is a huge game in the top four. I, I, I'm sticking with my promise that I made uh, last week. Well, I'm not going to go, you know, we've won a game. We're back in the top four race. We are no. in the race because mathematically we can. Yeah. I think we're too inconsistent and I'd need to see a lot more evidence of consistency uh, uh, um, in evidence. This is obviously a big game. And, and to be honest, if, if we have any designs on fourth, we need six points out of six. We can't even drop two here, I'd say. Certainly against the rival. Uh, but yeah, uh, does does this game for you uh, set the basis for whether we're going to be top four or fighting for top four? Or do you think you need a lot more information or do you think we're just not consistent enough so there's no chance? Listen, we we we, we have um, our inconsistency. Our consistency has been our inconsistency. We've all been waxing lyrical about the, uh, the Everton game, but it means absolutely nothing if we don't get the three points here. Like when we beat City and then lose to Burnley. Yeah, we need to have three, six point to this game. We need to have three or four back to back wins right now from this mm. game. I mean three or four from here, not including Everton. Mm. To even say, right, okay, now I I I I I am there. I think we do have a chance. And I just I, think I'm with our, you on that. I just think our inconsistencies and we're we we have got to play other relegation teams like Burnley. Like Brentford, who I think will get out of it. Like Newcastle, who to me are out of it now. Um, I, I saw on Sky Sports, there's only one team in this calendar year that have got more points than Newcastle, and that's Liverpool. Uh, amazing turnaround there. And, and you know, teams, uh, 
some fans will think, oh, Newcastle with at home will win that easily. Oh, it's not going to be easy at all, that game. And no games are now. It's, it, it, it's, it's not at all. And you, you've got to remember, these are the teams, to me, that are hardest to play. Because they're fighting and they really have... Like, obviously, minus Newcastle. If Newcastle went down, the money drops going to mean nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. Um, all those other teams, it means a huge deal. A huge deal being in this league. We take for granted being in this league and the money coming in because it's just a, a guarantee for us. Um, but, it, or I say a guarantee, look at Everton now. Um, but yeah, it, it's... it's um, so these teams, I think, and these teams will also just, they won't be like an Everton who will try and attack us. They will sit back. Burnley will sit mm -hmm. back and just say, go on Tottenham, we know you can't deal with it. Deal no, with it. That's the issue um, we have, I think. Exactly, exactly. And uh, it, it, uh, again, we, we, we need to know for a uh, better, we, we need to get this Arsenal game penciled in the diary now and say this yeah, is the day yeah. that this happens and get this dealt with. Mm. Yeah, I can't believe it hasn't been rearranged. I, I think Arsenal have got a game against Chelsea as well, which hasn't they been do. rearranged yet. They so do. I, the I don't know the how they thing... can't rearrange that. Well, the thing that ha that has stopped it, obviously, was which doesn't affect us now, but still affects Chelsea, is being in the FA Cup. Hmm. Now we're not in the FA Cup and Arsenal are out. Maybe they will sort it out come quarterfinal. We, where, again, it all depends if the team we were meant to play at the quarterfinal stage is still in the FA Cup. But now they can start looking and seeing when the FA Cup games are being played. And if there's a weekend where Spurs and Arsenal weren't, or the team they weren't playing uh, in the FA Cup, then hopefully they can put it in. Yeah, yeah. I think what they're doing as well, Chris, I think Sky have got an awful big hand in this because hmm. they're waiting to see if this could come down to a top four winner-takes-all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what bigger game could they show? And what, what bigger ace up their sleeve could they have in their pocket than Arsenal Spurs? Or Spurs Arsenal, should I say? Yeah, yeah. It's just money, isn't it? I was just Correct. Yeah. And, and regarding Man United, Alan said, we need to win this. More importantly, we can't afford to lose. I would agree with that, but I think we need to win more than, yeah, we can't, uh, more we than can't United. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. But for, for us, uh, for me, we have to win this game just yep. to get that momentum going, like Brian says, get on some kind of run. And Harry Kane said it on Twitter, didn't he? We need to go on a run now. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously got a much, much better influence in doing that than I have. Uh, so hopefully he can do that. Uh, last point before we go, uh, this is obviously a contentious subject. And for anyone who doesn't know, season tickets. Uh, so we have to pay oh. that. We have to pay that before the season ends. Uh, I sent an email asking why, and, and you know, obviously everyone knows now, certainly in England anyway, that the uh, utility bills, petrol, and and what have you are going up. Uh, the utility bills in April, uh, and then we're having to um, um, pay pay tickets as well. Uh, for me, it's slightly easy because I share it with a couple of others, so it's, it's basically a third of the price. So it's not as big an issue for me but obviously for a lot of people they pay the full price and a lot of people pay pay for tickets that are, are far more expensive than mine so it's completely um you know what's the word uh, uh oh, when you're not considering inconsiderate inconsiderate and just you know but then i thought it's, it's levy wanting the money but then he'd get the money anyway for the season ticket prices because you know just a month or two later so i don't really understand why they're doing it but uh yeah, your, your thoughts on it, Brian? 
Uh, here we go. My thoughts on this. You're really asking me my thoughts on this. Uh, well, it's a Spurs chat, and I know it, you it, have it, an it, opinion not, on it, 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 it. It's not. No, I'm saying you know where this is going. This isn't oh, yeah. controversial. This isn't controversial. You, no. This, this, this is typical <laughs> of the parasite. This guy doesn't even know if we're in the Champions League, the Conference League, or the Europa League, or even in Europe next season. So let's say we all start paying it and we get Champions League. It, 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 and the fact is, like you said, people save up over the year because it's always done in June where the deadline is. So they put a bit away each month or, or they just do it in June, whichever way. Now, a lot of Spurs fans that pay for that ticket don't live the life of luxury like the Spurs players and the Spurs board do, where a thousand, two thousand, whatever your ticket price is, it's just like, oh yeah, let me just go down the back of the sofa and just pull out <laughs> this money and, and just say this. People have children. People have school fees to pay. People are still looking for work after COVID. People are still struggling with money. And this parasite is asking for money for us, or not me, because I don't spend a penny, people like you, to spend their money early for what? For what? Because where's that money that you're using for for the events that are going back in the club? How was that spent during the January transfer window? Oh, a couple of deals right at the end after mucking us about. Where's the trophies? Where's the promise of everything you deliver? You say you spend everything that's coming into the club. Well, you haven't spent all of that money. Yet before the transfer window comes, you're asking Spurs players to invest their money before the transfer deadline comes in because he's been very clever. He's been very clever because there's big talk that they're going to struggle this season for renewals. And there's big talk that if it doesn't... I, I know a load of people, a load of people, that we're waiting till the last possible day in the window to decide whether they renew or not, to see if Conte's been backed or if Conte's still there. Well, now he's just taking that option away from them. Yeah. This is what this man does. This is what this man stands for. Once again, he has sacked a manager at half term. At half term? Half time. Yeah. No, no club has done that. He has got a whole season without signing players. No one has done that. He has now asked for season ticket renewals to be done before the end of the season. No chairman has done that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, just like to know, I'd just like to know the reason, uh, which I didn't get a reason. It's just a... a, a they're not, not going to email job. you back, Chris, and say, because we need money for transfers and other no, things. No. It, it's all... It's all, but the thing is, you've got to remember, he's in a stack. When it comes to season tickets, and like I keep saying, I urge every season ticket holder to renew. And why I say renew is because there's a lot of Levy outers in there. Hmm. And if you don't renew, your ticket is going to go to someone that's just delighted they got the ticket. Yeah, yeah. And that you're diluting Levy out in that That's why he's done it, hasn't he? Because he knows there's a, 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 a you know, a, a queue as long as your arm. Behind those people, if you get rid of your uh, your season ticket, someone else will take it in. It's um, to flush Levy out. It's to flush yeah. Levy out as out. That's what it's for. Mm. Because this man, do you know what? If Liverpool had done this, Liverpool fans would have no problem. Why? Because they yeah, see they investment. They see trophies. 
they see what's going on. They can say, okay, if you want it, you've delivered me a Champions League, you've delivered me a Premier League title, you've just delivered me the Carabao Cup, you've got to sign Diaz, you've got to sign Jota, you're straight. I can see what you're doing. What can we see? Hmm. Nothing. Yeah, I, I, I'm willing to wait until the so. You know me, I'm an eternal optimist, and it always comes back to bite me on the arse. You know, I don't learn my lesson, but I, I'll wait to see what happens in the summer. But uh, I'm not sure that we'll get uh, what we want. I, I mean, we. You said on, uh, I think it was here last last week. We need about 14 players. We're not getting that. I think everyone could. Mate, we're not getting four. Yeah, whether we'll get four, but. Yeah, I'd like to think that something will happen in the summer, whether it's what we need, whether it's what Conte wants, who knows. But I'll, I'll wait and see what happens uh, in the summer. But yeah, I was, uh, he's got to do something. He seemed to be not rocked, but like or upset, but like not expecting the the reaction uh, 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 that he got after the three 0 at United. So if if if, if Conte walks and and which Conte is likely to do if he doesn't get his own way, then he's, he's going to be <coughs> going to get a lot more flack. Uh, mm. And whether he can afford that or not, I'm not sure. But again, like, like I, I'm not sure he cares. I'm, I, I just think he gets too much money from Spurs, doesn't really care. And that's just a really worrying thing. Listen, if, if we don't have a successful transfer window, when I say successful, I don't mean signing blockbuster players. I mean the players Conte wants. If Conte says I want player X, I don't want an option of player X. I want player X. I don't care who he is. If Conte says I want him, get him. Not, okay, we can't get him, but we can get you this. If he doesn't do it, then come first game of the season, he's in trouble. He is in big, 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 big trouble. And funnily enough, I'll be back in June. So guess what? (laughs) Guess what, Daniel? I will... uh, I will be outside that training ground mm. and I will have a fair bit to say. Last time we were peaceful and I will be peaceful, but I'll be very, very vocal. Very, very vocal. Um, because it, I'm not accepting it. I'm not accepting it. Yeah. I mean, like, like I say, the, 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 the pay now doesn't doesn't affect me that much because I've got money saved up uh, specifically for this that I've had for ages and it's a third of the price. But it's, it's the people who don't have that and are paying full price and paying a lot more money. And, and yes, it's, it's not really on. And, and we're not going to get an answer. Oh, the answer is this. But it would have been nice to get something that didn't look like it was just copy and pasted. But then I guess that's what we've come to expect now. But well, Alan, copy and pasted. Yeah. <laughs> but Alan said uh, it gets early every season, won't be long before he'll pay in five seasons in advance. And he wants the money early. He has to pay for the cinema. And we've got a United fan on Munzee Talks. How you doing, buddy? Uh, bring on United. Are you sure? It dep- depends what Spurs turn up. I, I think Man United fans would be saying it depends what Spurs turn turn up. Yeah. Spurs fans saying it depends what Man United uh, team turn up. And uh, yeah, in terms of transfers, he said could be worse. You could have spent loads of money and still play like shite. Uh, you want to watch us on Match of the Day a bit more. Uh, like us at United, like we do at United. Uh, I think we're fairly similar teams, uh, Spurs and Man United. Uh, I mean, they've obviously dropped a lot further than we have, winning leagues, Champions Leagues and, and, and what have you. But obviously where we were in our respective glory days, which ours were semi-glory days, uh, and now where we are, and, and, you know, not buying the right type of players, getting through managers fairly quickly, uh, a chairman not liked. I think we're fairly similar kind of 
team. So it'd be very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Spurs win as well. I just think they're there for the taking Man United and we should be on the up. Uh, Correct. And we've, got, and we've got a bang, bang, bang informed best striker in the world again. Um, yep. Yeah, we both certainly I, do. Yeah, although I didn't cheer the first goal that he scored against Everton because I was sure it was offside, so I couldn't be bothered wasting my energy. Yes, it, uh, I mean, <laughs> I was with Brian Island and Brian Island refused to. And it, it, it was very, very, very tight. I mean, he looked miles off the way it was yeah. ran in real time, but when you watch it, um, but yeah, he, he's back. Yeah, but but when you looked at it, and, and I, I always say the sign of a, a great striker and Van Nistelrooy was the best in the league for me at this. One-on-one, -on -one, it's a goal. That you might as well just pick the ball up, put it on the centre circle, and there was no doubt he was going to miss that that one. And that, no. that's him back. That's him back, confident, taking the shot, one touch, and then outside of the area, bang. That's that's yeah. what we need for if we are to get top four. We need him bang in form, and him bang in form will allow Sun to get back in form. Yeah, space there, but yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, thanks so much, Brian, for coming on. I forgot to say that when you My came pleasure. on, so I do apologise. I should have said thank you for coming on, but you know, no better worries, late mate. than never. Better late than never. Um, yeah, your channel going from strength to strength, literally pretty much every day. Uh, yep. It's not in the description at the moment, but I'll make sure to put it in. But uh, for people who don't know, uh, Tottenham and Tour, I'm sure you do know. Uh, where can people find that? Yeah, it's very sure. It's just Tottenham on tour, as it's written there. That's the Twitter handle as well, but with no spaces. Um, yeah, we're going. But now I'm back. Brian Island and I will be having a meeting with the other two, and we will be uh, bringing out loads more new content, um, brand new content. Actually, we're we're going to evolve a bit um, and bring out some new stuff. Um, so it is all very good. And most importantly, and I keep saying this to everyone right now, please go subscribe to us. But most importantly, before you subscribe to us. If you haven't subscribed to Bob Spur TV, go subscribe to that channel because he's coming back. And, um, and yeah, when he does come back, that'll be a subscription you definitely want. Yeah, it'll be very interesting how many uh, watches that um, first in the wall gets. I would suspect in a lot of... Oh, I'm, clear, I'm clearing the airways. There won't be a single stream. Like within, our, within, our <laughs> within our community, there will not be another stream on hmm. apart from him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> there could be other ones on, but you're probably not going to get many listens or watches from there, so it's fairly pointless. Uh, but, yeah, great great to see him doing well, and uh, I can't wait to see him back on YouTube. It, it was brilliant to see him on um, uh, Eugene's uh, channel, uh, Spurs Racing TV, a couple of weeks ago, something like that. Didn't expect yep. it at all. All of a sudden, uh, Bob Spur comes on. Absolutely fantastic to see him back, and, yeah. Like you say, uh, like you say, go and hit a like and subscribe on that channel. Please hit the like and subscribe here. Uh, One nine five subscribers. Please get me to two hundred, and then get Brian and Tottenham on tour even further uh, forward than they are at the moment. Uh, absolutely like a rocket ship. They're essentially what Spurs need to be at Old Trafford. On fire, on fire, and uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll put that in the description. So please Cheers, make sure buddy. you put them on and uh, check out Brian's uh, Twitter handle, which I'll put on there as well. Uh, hit like and subscribe here. Do the same on Tottenham and Tour, like I've said, and Bob Spur TV and any Spurs uh, channel, to be perfectly honest. They're all fantastic channels. And uh, yeah, be back on Monday. Hopefully, hopefully with six points out of six. And my bring on United uh, title for this one is, 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 you know, I can't think of the word. I always have these uh, quiet moments. But, you know, basically bring on United, go and get a win. That actually happens. And, and you know, 
I can then start uh, depressing myself and upsetting myself by believing in top four again until we lose. There you go. Uh, But yeah, until Monday, come on, you Spurs. And as always, Levy out. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>